Amen. Well, you can be seated, and, and thank you to our worship team just leading us. It's awesome. Today is certainly a very special day. We have a, a lot to, uh, to do and all good things, and, and uh, we are going to dedicate some babies today, which I'm excited about. Um, but I'm looking around and just seeing that school is back, and, and there's some, some new faces. I know we have some students from Vanguard here. I, I don't know if we have... Yeah. I see some others. I don't know if we have any Chapman students that are here. All right, Chapman. I live, I live in, the, in the Chapman neighborhood. I live off of Palm, you know, so it's like right, right when school's back in, we know that like the population has quadrupled, and we welcome you, man. We're glad that you're back, and you create a cool vibe in our city, and we're grateful for Chapman. Um, I know there are other, other schools and high schools and junior highs, and, and man, there's a little bit of a slight lament that summer's over, but man, we're, we're into it, right? The fall is coming quickly, and school is back, so we're grateful to have all of you here and the new faces that are here as well. We welcome you. Um, it's it's going to be a special day, and um, I'm going to call up the families in just a moment who are going to be dedicating their children, but before I call them up, I just wanted to explain to, to us as a family, and maybe remind us what baby dedication is. Um, the dedication of a child is a, a public statement, really. It's much like baptism. That's why I think it's so cool that we're doing both. Um, we didn't even plan it like this. This is just how it happened. But, um, but it's a public statement of saying we recognize that the child that we have is a gift from God. How many of you know that children are a gift from God? Man, they're a gift. Remind yourself of that, um, young parent, you know, at 2 a.m., but, but, but the truth of the matter is that children are a gift from God. They're a blessing. And, and as such, we, we um, hold children so dearly before the Lord and just saying, God, thank you. As parents, I can say, thank you for blessing my life with this child. But, but I also commit to raising this child up in the ways of the Lord. And that's the significance of standing in front of a church body to do that. It's, yeah, you get to show off your baby, which is, you know, we're going to be all excited. We have three boys today, you know, and, and, and all three of these boys, you're going to see them. But not only do you have the opportunity to see them and kind of like ooh and awe over them as, as they come up here, but you have an opportunity as a church family to impact their lives. Um, there's a statement, parents, that we often say around here, and I'm going to give Millie the credit for this, quote, more is caught than taught. And, and that they're, they're watching you. They're watching how you live. They're watching us. And in doing so, we have the opportunity to model Christ-likeness. And so, uh, man, I'm excited. So uh, you guys, um, Jamie and Demetrius and, and all you guys, your whole posse, whoever wants to come up, come on up. We got yellow in the house. Andy's coined you Team Yellow already. Um, <laughs> You're welcome to come up here on the platform if you'd like, or you can stay down here, but please come. We'd love to have you all. Let's welcome them as they come to. <laughs> Do you guys want to come up here? All right. You can come on up if you'd like, yeah. They can see you better. Hey, Lux. Hey, buddy. A big smile there. Um, as I, I've already kind of shared, and I, I wanted to say that while you guys were sitting down, I didn't have to have like your your kids uh, squirming out of your arms. But um, but this is an opportunity for you as parents, and the reason that you have some others that are supporting as well is to say um, that you you guys are here to be a support. And the question that I want to ask you is, um, will you do as best as you can in all your power to to raise these children, these boys, in the ways of the Lord? 
Yes. Yeah. Right on. And will you welcome this church body to, to be a part of your community to speak into their lives as well? Yeah, it sounds like they're into it. <laughs> well, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to, I'm going to pray over each child and I'm going to start here with Jason and then I'm going to move on to you guys. Do you think he'll let me hold him or let me, let me try. Hey, big boy. That's all right. That's okay. Yeah. Hey, I get it. Should I hold your dad and you together? <laughs> That'd be kind of weird. <laughs> oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you for this boy. God, thank you for Jace. Lord, that you, you knew him before he was even formed in his parents' womb. God, and you have a plan and a purpose for his life. And we bless him now, God. We dedicate him to you. We know that you have a call and a purpose for his life that there are gifts embedded in him that come from your Holy Spirit. And these are promises that we know from your word. And so, Lord, we pray that these gifts would flourish and shine. Lord, that this would be a place where, where he can grow as a, as a young man into a man of God. Lord, we bless him and we bless his parents. God, I thank you for Demetrius and I thank you for Jamie. God, I thank you that you love them with an everlasting love and you have blessed them with this child and that they are so equipped um, to teach and train him in the ways of the Lord. So, would you bless them? Would you encourage them? And we dedicate Jace to you, Lord. May he know you all the days of his life. May he learn of your goodness early on. Lord, may he walk in relationship with you. And may he be an example and a light. Thank you that you've called him in this world, in this moment. Lord, release his calling and his gifts, I pray in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. 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 Thank you. Yeah, thank you. You guys are welcome to stay up here. And, and all right. Are you going to go Logan first? Hey, Logan, I'm going to pray for you, buddy. What do you think? You want me to hold you? Here, come on up here. Look at all the people, dude. Lord, we bless Logan now. Father, we thank you for his life. We dedicate him to you, Lord, along with his parents and his family. God, we pray that you would, you would just bless him in every way. Father, just as we prayed for Jace, we pray for him. Release him in his gifts, his talents, his abilities. May he know you. Lord, put your hands strong upon his life. God, we thank you that Logan will break curses. Lord, we thank you that Logan will walk with you. We thank you that Logan will know you and love you and honor you all the days of his life. So bless him, Lord. Bless Eric. Lord, bless Kristen. God, thank you for their love for you, their heart for you. Give them all they need for this boy. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen, buddy. Amen. <laughs> What's down there? <laughs> What do you think, Lux? What do you think? Yeah. Oh, buddy. Look at this handsome guy. There's some, oh, better put the cork back in, you know, you never know what will happen. Oh, you want mama? All right. Well, Lord, we pray for Lux and we dedicate him to you. God, we thank you for bringing him to this family. Thank you for his dad. Thank you for his mom. Thank you for his grandparents, his aunts and uncles, and his church family. Lord, may he know you. May he know you. May he walk with you. And may he make a joyful noise. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Love you guys. All right. Okay. God bless you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Bless you, buddy. Yeah, man. Big jump. I like it. All right. Hey, would you turn in your Bibles to Psalm 133? And um, we prayed before the service. We had those that are being baptized today join us for the time of prayer before service. And um, one of the things we prayed was that I'd be able to keep it short today, and that will be a miracle. 
Um, but I do want to give you just a, um, I don't want to say like a, a short message, because I, I do believe that God has something clear for us in Psalm 133, but I want to leave plenty of time for our baptisms as well. But um, if you've been with us over the last several weeks, uh, we're, psalm, we're the 13th psalm into our 15 psalm series. Can you believe that? We've been 13 psalms all the way through. And these psalms are called Psalms of Ascents. And the psalms are um, a collection of psalms that are, are arranged kind of like a, a playlist. They're the songs that the children of Israel would sing together. They would know and they would on their way up to the feasts in Jerusalem. And everything in Jerusalem, no matter what elevation you were, was always a, an ascent because you were going into a place of the presence of God. And so these psalms were, were to sort of prepare your heart along the way. Now, I know sometimes uh, before you come to a service on Sunday, um, sometimes it's like smooth sailing. It's the nicest car ride ever. All the children are obeying. Um, husbands and wives are getting along beautifully. It's like a Disney movie, you know. There's birds chirping and as you make your way through. And your children just come perfectly obedient and they never disobey in front of people or do weird stuff. And no, So you know that there's always kind of like this tension um, into the presence of God. And so it's no wonder that these psalms are, are, are the beginnings of like heart preparation to be with God. And all those things that I said, you know, are, are a little bit silly, but the truth is sometimes we believe in our hearts that, man, we've got to get it all together and present like we're all sorted out so that we can come to church and everyone will go, wow, they're really sorted out. But the beauty of the, the family of God and the beauty of, of this community of Christ, you know, and then the beauty of the children of Israel was that it was a real life thing. It was real life working out of relationships and the need to prepare the heart and to be ready. And so this psalm, like the rest of them, does that. Um, psalm 133 is a psalm about unity. And um, you probably know it as soon as I read it. It's, it's three verses. Um, last week, uh, Hurricane Watch 2023, you know, we, um, we, we gave all the heavy lifting to Andy. I think he had like 18 to, to power through. But um, you can see what's happening there. I took three. He took like 18 or so. But, but thank God nothing crazy happened last week, right? Other than great sales for grocery stores, Eric. I mean, um, so, but, but today... Um, we look at this idea of unity, and so much can be said about unity. And to be quite honest with you, I was really excited about being able to bring this to you. And, and the, the direction that I was going, I felt like God just put a stop sign there for me last night and said, you know, it, it's not as though the direction I was going was incorrect, but I feel like God has something uh, for us that was different than I thought the direction he was going. You follow what I'm saying? Sometimes we think we know what we're talking about until we get into the presence of God. And he's like, nope, this is what I'm talking about. It's my word. And so when we think about unity, we often think about like teams, right? We think about uh, working together and everybody being on the same page. In fact, there's a great story in the early part of the Bible in Genesis chapter 11 about a team that was like, man, they, they can get it done. In fact, this team was like unified in language and purpose and in direction, and they started building a tower. Do you know where I'm going with this? And they're like, we don't even need God. We're so unified. We don't even need him. And, and, and they began building this tower. And it was like their attempt to want to, on their own, like ascend to the heavens. Now let's look at this real quick. Um, Genesis chapter 11, starting in verse 5. It says, And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower and the children of, that the children of man had built. And listen to what God says about this kind of unity. 
It says, Behold, they are one people, and they have all one language. And this is only the beginning of what they can do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Have you ever really stopped to think about that? I mean, like, let's look at this. Oh, is it even up there? Let's look at that wall. <laughs> Sorry. <that's laughs> this is only the, only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing they propose to do will now be impossible for them. That's the power of unity. But it's a different kind of unity than the Bible's talking about. If you look at the world around us, as people unify under certain agendas or ideas, and the more strong, the more um, uh, in agreement that people get, the more that things begin to shift and change contrary to the direction of the Bible, contrary to the direction of the values of our nation and so forth. And it's no like new message for you. You understand these things. But what's, what's causing that to occur is actually unity. It's just unity that's outside of the great one who created unity in the first place. And I'm going to get to this in a moment. What God does in response to this type of unity is like, whoa, I've got to, I've got to intervene. And this is where he comes in and creates the differences of languages. He separates the ability for them to be able to communicate the same things and the same ideas to do something outside of God's will, plan, and purpose. And then he disperses people and it becomes the beginning of of language groups and people groups and cultures and so on. And and this story of the Bible could really read like a, a Sunday school. I think Andy brought up flannel graph or a video or whatever. It could read like a almost like a fairy tale story. But it's really core and important to the understanding of what true biblical unity is all about. That there's a false kind of unity and it, it can do great things. But there's another kind of unity that if you're not, if you're not careful, you could miss it altogether. And the unity that God calls us to is to be, to be unified with Him. This is the nation of Israel that we're, we're reading about. And there's something about this nation. If you remember, they're a small, obscure nation. God chooses this group of people to be different than everybody else. And so within this small group of people, they say this thing on a regular basis. This is what they say. They say, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. This is, is ingrained into them. And so the, the, the primary place of unity is being unified with God and His will and His plan and His purposes. That when we're unified for something outside of His plan and purposes, God will intervene and He will begin to, to break apart the thing that is causing something contrary to what he wants. And I pray that God does that in our nation. I pray that God does that in our state. I pray that God does that in these areas that are called justice, but look and feel and by according to his standards are unjust. And this is the process that we're in. This is the tension that we're in now. And so when we come to Psalm 133, we got to know what we know. We got to look at it according to what it says. And so let's read the text real quick. And then um, let's look at how wonderful this unity that is Unity that God calls us to really is. It's something to behold, right? And here's what it says in Psalm 133. In fact, it starts with this word. Behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell together in unity. It's like the precious oil on the beard, um, on the head, excuse me, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes. 
It's like dew, the dew of Mount Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded this blessing forevermore. The first word that like, stuck out to me as I'm reading this, and I read this psalm over and over again, um, is the word behold. We don't use that word that often, do we? Unless we're like a drama person or something. Behold, like I'm in the room. Um, behold is kind of an ancient word, but it's a, it's a word that has so much meaning. And it's, there's a lot of behold in the Bible. I learned this this week because I, I looked at it. There's like 1,400 times that this word in the Hebrew and then its counter in the Greek is used throughout the Bible. And the, the, the message of behold um, shouldn't be underscored, I mean, shouldn't be uh, minimized. The, the message of, of behold is like, check this out. You don't want to miss it. And so as you start with behold, you're saying, this is something that you don't want to miss. That's what behold means. And so David, who's the, the writer of this psalm, he knew what disunity was like. He knew what the impact of disunity would do to a nation and would do to, a, um, to, to families and a people. He had experienced it on his own. And so when he's writing it, he's saying, like, there's this Tower of Babel kind of unity that the world wants to call you into, that everybody should just get along, share the same ideas. And if your idea is different, it's bad. You just need to sort of conform to whatever the popular idea is. That's one form of unity. But the form of unity that, that David is talking about for us as we listen to it is the hero Israel, the Lord your God is one, unified with what God wants. Because he uses this word, behold, check this out. You don't want to miss this. He says how good and pleasant it is when brothers, if you want to expand that, the, the interpretation of that, that word, it would be when, when the family, when the family dwells together in unity. How good and pleasant it is. And, and if I was to ask you the question, you don't have to raise your hand or speak up about it, but you know the opposite of that, right? How, how frustrating and awkward and difficult and confining and how much you want to run out the door when, when the family does not dwell together in unity. Are you with me? So this is as we start from the beginning, it's like, Check this out. This unity thing is amazing. But it's the unity of the nation of Israel that they're discussing in the Psalm 133. And then for us as, as believers in Jesus, that comes into the, the unity of the, the body of Christ, the church, that, that we in this room are supposed to get along. That with the, the family of God, that we are called to uphold the, the, the purposes, the will of God, the ordinances of God, that we do these things together. And when we do, it is amazing. And when we don't, it is so ugly. How many of you have experienced, again, maybe not raise your hand, but just a little like shake your head, of, of, of groups that in the church have fragmented over a, a theology that maybe is not even an essential, but it's just a preference? How many of you have experienced friendships that can no longer carry on a conversation that even though you name the name of Jesus, there's a political divide between you and the one that you used to be close with, but just because of, I don't know, something that you said once three years ago, now you can't even have a conversation. That this is the type of, of disunity that is, is like, it's just, the words escape me. But the words of scripture, like, really comfort me. That I understand when I walk in unity, it's like some of these things that I'm about to say. Because it gives you two metaphors. The first one is this unity is like the precious oil running down the beard of Aaron. 
running down the collar of his robes. I know you remember this because we, we did this series, but um, Exodus chapter 29, you guys all remember, right? There was a sermon several months ago about it. You remember that one? Yeah, thank you, Terry. Team Yellow. Um, <laughs> Exodus chapter 29 is, is the portion of scripture in, in the book of Exodus when um, Aaron and the priestly line are ordained. And in Exodus 29, it gives the, the orders or the instructions of how you do that. And what you do is, in, according to that passage of scripture, is they're dressed in their very symbolic, very significant priestly vestments, and they stand before the people. And guess what they do? They take a, a vat of oil, and they pour it upon the priest. And that oil flows. I think, like, sometimes, according to the New Testament, you know, we, we pray for healing, and we anoint with oil. And it's like a very dignified... Um, I don't know, there's just a little spot of it, right? You have a little vat of oil and you put a little on your finger and you put it on the forehead or maybe you make the sign of the cross or something like this. This is a very different picture. This is like the oil just being poured out. I think I've shared this with you before, but um, there's a a pastor who was quite um, influential in this area and beyond named Jack Hayford. And he's since gone home to be with the Lord. And early on when I started as a pastor, there was these opportunities to have these schools of pastoral nurture. And so I would go to these things. And um, one of them, he was talking about this anointing and um, praying and, and anointing with oil. And if you, if you know him, he doesn't do anything halfway. And so he was, a, he was praying over all the pastors in the end. And he took a vat of oil and just goes, and it was just like... that's probably more like it is. It was just like we were all just like dripping oil, you know. But there was something so holy and and awesome about it because it wasn't done as a dramatic thing. It was done as just this idea of an abundance. And and what oil represents in Scripture, oil oil represents the Holy Spirit, right? And And it represents the anointing of the Holy Spirit. And what's significant about this unity that the Bible's talking about, the unity that you're called to with the person to the right or to the left of you, the, the one that you're called to within the body of Christ that can easily be fragmented. And I'm kind of like, I, I'm, I'm a little bit like buckling up going, okay, here we go. You know, we had the first presidential debate. Now we're going into this new season of, of campaigning and so forth. God, give us grace to be those that are unifiers and not those that are dividers. And I'm in no way suggesting that you let go of the standards that are biblical or saying, just, just shut up about things that are important in society. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, boy, God, help us to learn something from 2020. Help us to learn something from those moments where we begin to take shots at one another on social media just because it was easy and you could do it like this. And then... Right? Man, that was a mess, dude. That was a mess. And, and it, it caused me to just go, wait, where's that thing on my phone? Click, gone. I, I've gotten in trouble because um, people are like, dude, I've, call, I've tried to reach out to you on Facebook so many times. I'm like, ah, just it's there just because I don't know how to get rid of that stuff. It sort of lives somewhere out on the, in the web. But um, it's the same picture. I think my kids are like five years old in my profile picture. But, but anyways, I say all that to say, God, help us to know how to disagree appropriately, to know how to honor one another in, in the words that we say and in the ideas that we have that are different. Because 
Unity is not the same as unanimity. You know the words unanimous, right? It's not the same as we are unanimous on, on every single topic or every idea. But what it means is that we are unified in the thing that is most important. Our longing and desire to be in the will of God, to know His heart, that we are in unity with God, and as a result, we're in unity with our brothers and sisters. But you've got to be really careful with this, because understand that when you're in unity with God, you are not going to be in unity sometimes with people in this world. And so the message of Psalm 133 is like not about us all getting along. It's about the body of Christ shining brightly in a dark time. And you can't be a light when there's a bunch of little dark spots in the light. You know what I'm saying? It's like the light needs to be shining brightly as the people of God keep their gaze on him and his will and are holy. Unity is about holiness. It's about being set apart. It's about being different. And this psalm, when it speaks of the anointing, it speaks of something holy. Can you even imagine the, uh, this ordination service that was happening in Exodus 29? And then the priest that was ordained, it would be as though you realize this person is now set apart for the things of God. That they are symbolically immersed with this oil. The, the Holy Spirit is upon them. And I just wonder, especially with that Christian that you can't stand... Right? Especially with that Christian that has an opposing political view that you're like, how can you even be a Christian and have that view? Especially in that situation, could you look back to this verse for a moment and realize that they are marked with the Holy Spirit just like you? And that begins to give us a a, a different perspective. You are allowed to disagree. And you're probably right. They're probably wrong, just so you know. Right? But you're allowed to disagree. You you don't have to just go, oh, I'm vanilla. I don't have any ideas. I don't have any thoughts. I don't have any strong opinions. But but remember, when you're speaking to the body of Christ, when you're speaking to believers, you're talking to one who is part of the priesthood according to the New Testament. For you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God. And so your brother or your sister, the one you might disagree with, is marked with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The second thing that we, we look at, and i got to hurry up here, but the second thing that we look at in this metaphor is that the, the unity is like the dew on the mountains. I have to tell you, it was funny to me because I was reading this one commentary and it kept talking about getting dewed on. Like, they, if you're doing, I'm like, just the wording wasn't right. You know what I mean? It's just doing? I don't know if that's a thing or not, but... But I do know that what do represents here in this passage is refreshment. And Mount Hermon was famous for the amount of dew that would, would come down. You're talking about a, a very dry desert region. And so you would ascend to these mountains that were known to be holy and set apart. And, and something you would look to the mountains and know the splendor and the wonder of God and the presence of God. But if you were to camp out there and you were to wake up in the morning, it would be as though you were rained upon. The... Conditions were perfect for consistent dew, and that was good for the land. Have you ever beach camped before? It's like sunshine, you go to bed, you're like, whoa, where'd all that water come from? Like the, the humidity, the, whatever's happening in the environment that causes things to, to be just right so that water pours. And that's what happens um, on Mount Hermon, and it was known for that. And so the, the, the last and final point to this unity, this unity that you have when brothers and the family of God dwell together according to what God wants. Amen, brother. (laughs) When you do that, 
It's refreshing. It's refreshing. There's something refreshing about it. And, it, and that refreshment comes from the Holy Spirit. And so the, as, as we approach these, this next season and as they approached their worship of God, their call was to look at their own hearts. Their call was to make sure that they were walking as a people set apart. And the final and the last thing that it says um, is that it's at this place of unity, and this wording is so just interesting, it's at this place of unity that the Lord commands a blessing. Do you remember the, the second chapter of Acts? Interestingly, the second chapter of Acts is where the, the church is born and the Holy Spirit falls and all kinds of crazy stuff happens. And the very moment that was meant to be the most unifying moment in church history becomes something that theologically we divide on over and over and over again, right? But in the moment of, of this this outpouring of the Holy Spirit, where the anointing of God is present, where the refreshment of God is there, it's because there were a whole lot of people from very diverse and different backgrounds, culturally, um, almost like interesting how Tower of Babel divides everything and puts people all over the place, but in Jesus, there's a renewal and the reconciliation of all things, right? Every tribe, every tongue, and every nation in honor and glory to the things of God. Isn't that cool? I think it's cool. And... um, but here in the second chapter of Acts, the people are together, and, and they're in one heart, with one mind, with one purpose, and as they are, great things happen. The Spirit falls upon the people. They're given a voice for the first time. They're speaking one another's language. The unity comes within the people of God, within the body of Christ, and that creates a movement that shakes the entire planet, and that's the movement that we're still a part of today. And it's the movement that they were so unified with one another but again, that unity wasn't something that was shared with the people of the world, with the people of Rome, with the people who wanted to harm them because of the unity and the message that they had. And so while I, while I came with like this really exciting message of like, let's all get along and here's how we can do it. I'm still that guy. Like I do believe we can unify over so many more things. But the message I feel from God for us as I open up his word is before we get into that work, the most important work is that here, O Bridge Community Church, the Lord your God is one. It's him. It's him alone. The songs we sing, raising our hands, kneeling before him, these are signs of surrender. These are, these are moments where we say, not my will, but yours be done. If you want unity within the body of Christ, if you want unity with God, it starts with that sweet surrender of saying, hey, I got all kinds of ideas, opinions, thoughts. I know what, you know, I, I can help you out if you need me. But, but where, we, where we stop for a moment and say, not my will, but yours be done. It's surrendering. It's this, the word, wording in scripture is that we die to ourself. But the beauty of the death to ourself becomes the resurrection. Now, here's where it ties into baptism. In just a minute, I'm going to have our worship team. In fact, if you guys want to come back up and join me, it'll, it'll give me an opportunity for a wardrobe change. Tristan, you know, so I can jump in the pool. No, but the whole team can come back up if you'd like. Um, where we, where we um, connect unity in this Psalm 133 to baptism is... Um, this commanded blessing. And the picture that we see of the Trinity, like how many of you have figured that one out? 
This mystery that is very difficult to understand, a triune God who is three but yet one. And, you know, I think like trying to understand that mystery is something that people have written volumes about. And this is part of our faith where we just go, I don't know that I completely can even with my small brain understand fully what all that means. But I see in scripture something so beautiful of unity. And um, there's a, an explanation that I, I heard about this from a, a professor that I just really respect, and it changed my life. And it came to this point where he was reading in, in Matthew, um, in chapter 3, this verse here. And I thought about this as we wrap up this time. The, the reality of the favor of God and the, the blessing, the commanded blessing of God. And it's when, when Jesus himself goes as a human into the waters of baptism out of obedience to the Father. Do you remember this? And and here's what it says. It says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. And John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And, and, And you come to me. But Jesus answered, Let it be so now and thus fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. And then John, he consented. And when Jesus was baptized, immediately he went up from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. Can you imagine how electric this moment would have been to witness? And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and coming to rest on him. And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, whom I'm well pleased. And the picture that we have of this unity that we're called to, it's modeled in the Trinity. What we see happening in this moment is amazing. We see Jesus the Son, who born a human in the water, walking in obedience to the Father. And as he's baptized, the skies open up and, and the, Spirit of the, God, the Spirit of God descends like a dove, right? This is a, a symbol that's throughout Scripture of, of the Holy Spirit. And these words from the Father that said, This is my Son, whom I love, and I'm well pleased. All three are present at this baptism. But the way that it was explained to me is something that came out of the 8th century. And one of the church fathers was describing baptism and was describing Trinity in this way. He was saying that, that it's like a circle dance. The Greek word is called perichoresis. And by the way, this is not believed and thought of by every theologian. You know, every, some people have different thoughts about this. And so you have to test it on your own. But it resounded with me. That this, this circle of what was occurring in that moment was Jesus walking in obedience to the Father. The Father looking at the Son and saying, I'm really pleased when you do that. And the Spirit descending like a dove. And together, the word perichoresis means like a circle dance. It's like this eternal loop of, of the, the stamp of approval of the Holy Spirit, the, the pleasure of the Father, the obedience of the Son. Do you see that? For whatever reason, it was like this aha to me. And then the professor said something so profound to the class. He said, where are you in that circle? And I was like, I don't know. I just thought the circle was really cool. Like it made the Trinity make sense to me for a minute. And then he stopped and he had huge tears in his eyes. And he said, you're in Christ. He welcomes you into that dance. Isn't that amazing? You're welcomed into relationship with the Trinity, participating in the Trinity. It's amazing. You see, that's what, that's what baptism is a whole lot about. 
is that in, in our identifying with Christ, this public declaration of our faith, we're saying, I want to be one with you. I want to be unified with you. And the only way that I can be unified in knowing the will and the plan of the Father is to know the Father. I've got to know his voice. I've got to know his word. I've got to know his direction. But it's not just an academic knowing about. It's a knowing, right? That you are in the dance. He, he's welcomed you in. He wants that. He wants that ongoing, eternal relationship with you. And to know the comfort of that kind of relationship that is promised in the gospel as not just here on earth, but throughout eternity, to know that we can be held by Him, to know that we are secure in a relationship with God, that we are one with Him. It's pretty profound. And so um, as they lead you in this time of worship, we're going we're gonna to model that in baptism. We, have, we had three boys that were dedicated, and now we have three girls that are going to be baptized. And uh, that was pretty awesome. But what I'd like to do is just take a little bit of time to just reflect on, on Psalm 133. I'm going to read it in its entirety. And the challenge is, is who do we want to be in unity with? The call is that we would be first and foremost in unity with our God who welcomes us into relationship. And as a result of that unity, we're unified with the family of God. Not, not completely in the, uh, we are in complete unity, but we don't have to leave our ideas. We don't have to leave our differences. We have to just be able to communicate them in a way that's surrendered and submitted to him. That we would get really good at saying, not my will, but yours be done. Here's what it says, Psalm 133. Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. It's like the precious oil on the head running down the beard, on the beard of Aaron. It's running down the collar of his robes. It's like the dew on Mount Hermon, which falls on the mountain of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Amen. Would you guys lead us? You give life, you are love, you bring light to darkness, you give hope, you restore every heart that is broken.
invite Abby to join me. I know almost everybody here knows Abby, but in case you don't, she's one of our youth directors. And two of the young ladies that are being baptized um, are under her care. And so I asked Abby to share a few words. And Eleanor, we're going to start with you. We're going to baptize you first. If you'd like to. I'm going to ask Abby just to encourage you a little bit before we get in the water so that way you can actually hear what she says without shivering. So. <laughs> moment. Thank you for you. And I know that just, it's such a privilege for me to be here and to be invited into this with you guys. Um, I feel so proud of you. I can only imagine how God feels, right? That joy. He loves you guys so much. Um, But it has been such a privilege to get to know you more. Um, Just within this last year, even I feel like there has been moment after moment of just being so impressed by the boldness and you saying, oh, this isn't really me, but that is you. You have such an authority, Eleanor, and I'm like just in awe of how God is going to use you and move in your life in this season, and um, I just want to commend you in front of all these people for that boldness that you do have and the choices that you've made that honor Him, um, that would bring His name glory, and I love that you said that you just want to know Jesus more. You just want Jesus to be everything, and this is part of that walk. Jesus can be your everything. He is. Like, I see that every time I talk with you guys. And I love the friendship that you guys have built, that you speak life to one another. Um, so this is just such a blessing for me. And I'm just, I'm praying with you and for you. And I'm really proud of the choices that you've made that honor God and bring him into every situation of your life. You are bold and your strength comes from him. You have authority in him. So. Beautiful. I would just encourage you all that um, you are all welcome to please pray. Um, good, all right. Um, join us as they're being baptized. Um, I'm gonna ask you um, what we talked about in the baptism class, you know. And I was so impressed with with you and just the way that you articulated your faith. And so I already know the answer to this question, but part of baptism is very public, which Again, as Abby's done, I commend you for just standing in front of all these people. Um, but my, the sense that I had from you when we talked was like you couldn't wait to do it. And the joy that you have and the way that you want to follow Jesus. And so, But I want to give you the chance to let people know. And I want to ask you this. Do you want to follow Jesus with all that is within you? Yeah. What's so beautiful about Jesus is he doesn't make it complicated. He just says, come follow me. And I want to commend you that you've chosen to follow Jesus. And so baptism is a part of that, that identification, that what's already happened in your heart, everybody, including your parents and all that are here, get to see um, the symbolism of that. But like we said in the class, it's a symbol, but so much more. And so I don't know, Matt and um, Karen, if you guys want to come up as we pray, um, I'm going to have you come step up a little bit here. If you want to put your... There you go. And upon the the profession of your faith in Jesus, I baptize you now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Why don't you put your hands up like this, just like you're going to receive some. There you go, yeah. Father, I stand here... 
um, with Eleanor's parents, with Abby, God, with the whole church family. And we bless her in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless her. We pray, God, that your hand would be strong upon her. That you would fill her afresh with your Holy Spirit and with your power. God, we thank you for the reminder in Scripture that when you look down upon Eleanor, not just in this moment, but in every moment, you go, this is my daughter whom I love and I'm well pleased. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, we thank you for her heart. Uh, May she know you more. Bless her now, I pray. Fill her afresh and anew in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Amen. Congratulations. Jesse, would you join us? Karen, would you mind? Hey, Karen. Can you hand us that microphone? Thank you. Jesse. I just want to um, commend your boldness in front of all these people. Um, Since the moment we met, you have been such an encourager to anyone. You may not know them, you might know them, and yet you have this gift of just speaking life over people. And I think that is such a beautiful thing for us to be able to witness and to support. Um, And I just know that there's such a hope that God offers and that you are walking in that hope and that there's more to come. So it's like not over. It's so encouraging to see how you encourage um, friends in the youth room. But also I just remember the first time you were there, you were welcoming others. And I just was so encouraged by that. And every moment you got to speak life over the women in the um, Bible studies, it was such a moment of encouragement and inspiration to them. So I just commend you for that, and I am so excited to see um, where God takes your guys' friendship, and even just this declaration of, um, yeah, just declaring God's victory. He is one, and you are a part of that, and you have such an authority. Um, Yeah, I just am so blessed by the words of encouragement that you've given, and I'm excited for you, and so proud of you. Why don't you come over here? And, and um, as Abby's already said, I can remember um, when we all get together as a staff and we pray for the church. And after one of the women's Bible studies, they're like, oh my gosh, this girl, Jessie's amazing. She has so much wisdom and she's so bold. And, um, and I, love that. I love that your reputation around here is so strong. But what I love, I love watching you guys at like the barbecues and stuff when you spontaneously break out into line dancing. You know, it's just, so it's the, it's the good, um, the fact that, Jesse, you are a woman of God and you are a young person and you're not weird. You know, you are, you are just yourself. And I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing the way you can celebrate friendship and that you can profoundly speak the things of God. So we honor you. And if you um, put your, your finger over your nose, I want to ask you, do you desire to follow Jesus all the days of your life with all that's in you? Amen. So we baptize you now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Just so present in her life this week specifically. I pray for just 
your hope, Lord, that she would be able to walk into that and to continue to um, just share your good news. I just thank you so much for the life that she represents, the hope that she holds, and the authority that you've given her. And we just pray your blessing over her in this choice. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Congratulations. We're proud of you. Can I get that microphone? Sarah, would you come? You're welcome to share before you get in. That we have to be cold when you're talking. Um, yeah, I just I want to say um, I was baptized as a baby, and for most of my life I let myself believe that that was sufficient. But in more recent times, God has put a deep longing in my heart to be completely immersed in all that He has for me. I love that song that we sang this morning with a line that said, all that I want is all that you are. That really says it all for me. God has been so good to me my whole life. And I choose to be baptized this morning as proclamation of my love for him. And as a declaration of the trust that I have in Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord of my life. I've loved the way that Bridge has been celebrating Jubilee in the last few months. We've celebrated God's provision, His restoration, the newfound hope that we have in Jesus. And so I want to, I choose to surrender to this watery grave as Pastor Danny has explained it sometimes in the past. I submit myself, I surrender with repentance and with absolute confidence in the restoration and resurrection to come. This is a celebration. This is my jubilee. It's chilly. It is a water grave. (laughs) Sarah, I don't even need to ask you because you just proclaimed your faith. And we affirm that. We see it in you. We see so much Jesus in you. We love you, Sarah. We love the way that you love the Lord and that your gifts shine so brightly and that you're willing to so faithfully and generously use all that God's given you. And so we commend you. We honor you. And we're grateful for you. I'm going to ask you to plug your nose and take a step forward. And upon the profession of your faith, we baptize you now in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Jesus, I I hear Sarah's heart, the longing that she has for all of you, and I pray that you would fill her afresh with the Holy Spirit. God, I pray that you would immerse her fully in you, just as she's been immersed in this water. God, I I thank you that you've been making things new in her life for years. And you who began a good work, you're faithfully completing it. We bless her now in the name of Jesus. God, we bless her days ahead, that you would continue to speak to her with clarity. You would lead her and guide her. You would use her for your glory, that her light 
the light of Jesus in her would shine brightly and that many would know your truth and glorify the Father in heaven because of Sarah. So we bless her now. Lord, we thank you that you look down upon this moment and say, there's my daughter, I love her, and I'm well pleased. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Before we, we close our, our service and we close our baptism time, um, it's not only our tradition here, but it's a tradition of the Bible that whosoever would gets to come. That if maybe you've heard um, the gospel, you've heard it in your, in your um, not only in words, but you've heard it in your heart, this desire for God to be in relationship with you. Maybe that picture of even that, that circle dance resounds with you. Um, when in the Bible, those would, who, who would have a revelation of salvation, meaning that, that God wants relationship, that I just noticed that I was on the screen right there. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> I did not know. <laughs> um, sorry. When, when there is that aha, when there is that desire with the call of Jesus, come and follow me. There's an immediate invitation that there's not like junior Christian, right? That there are sons and there are daughters. And so if Jesus is calling you, whether it's that you are a follower of Christ and you've never, um, you've never taken the step of obedience and baptism, or, or today something is making sense to you and you say, yes, I want to follow him. I want to invite you as they sing this song. We're going to sing a song. As they do, you just make your way right up here. That um, There's a great story in Acts about Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, and you can read it on your own, but it is a right now moment where the, the revelation of Jesus and salvation is made known to this person, and that person says, well, here's some water. Shouldn't I be baptized? And Philip's like, yes, let's do it. That's a paraphrase. But, but the beauty of that is there was no baptism class. There was no hoops to jump through. There was no... It was if you, if you want to follow Jesus come. I heard something so profound is, is that we often think we have to clean ourselves up and maybe by the time I'm a little better, or I have a little more victory in this area, then I'm ready to follow Jesus. The invitation is come to him and guess what he does? He cleans you up. And what better of a symbolism than, than the water that's here now. And so as they sing this song, if that's your desire, uh, I know it's a bold step, but please come. We would love to baptize you as well. Would you, would you lead us, Christian? And all the earth will shout your praise Our hearts will cry These bones will sing Great are you, Lord And all the earth will shout your praise Our hearts will cry These bones will sing, great are you, Lord. Well, Gracie, I'm going to cry probably, but um, obviously this is such a bold step. But this isn't the first time that I've been able to witness your boldness. Mm-hmm. And I just commend you for um, stepping out of some difficult things and just proclaiming that God has been with you. Um, 
I know that he has brought light to many dark places, and I'm just so grateful that you're alive. I'm grateful that you're here in front of all these people that support you and are a part of this faith walk with you. Um, yeah, you're such a gift, and this is um, really beautiful. <laughs> but God loves you so much, and I just really value that you are here right now. Gracie, uh, in the presence of everyone here, is it your desire to, to follow Jesus, to make him the Lord and Savior of your life? Yes. All right. Upon the profession of your faith, we baptize you now in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I'll pray for you. Here, let us pray for you, Gracie. Yeah, that's good. Lord, we, we, we pray for Gracie, God. We pray that your hand would be strong upon her life. We bless her in the name of Jesus. Fill her afresh and anew with your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the courage that she's modeled today. May she be courageous for you in every aspect of her life. Give her a voice, Lord. Give her a voice of influence among her friends, among her peers, Lord, and among those that are older than her. God, I pray that the, the evidence of her life in Christ would speak bold and loud, but her words would also accompany that. God, I pray that you would use her words, Lord, to, to bring life to people, to bring encouragement to people, and even the conviction that your word brings. Bless her, God, we pray. Release her, God, and fill her afresh with your Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Man, is there is there anybody else who'd like to be baptized? So we, we know you follow Jesus. We, we've, we've watched your life and the influence that you have. We see the fruit of the, your family, who, your daughter who follows Jesus, your husband who serves the Lord. We, we, we honor you, your courage, and the calling that God's placed upon your life, not only to, um, to, to be an example of Jesus, and in, as I just prayed over her, without your words, but, but as a teacher to be the one who has the high calling to teach others. And, and so this step today, I know, is a, is a big move. And um, we commend you. I don't know, did you want to say anything? You don't have to, but I... I'm, I was baptized in April of 2017. Oh, gosh. And, and I believed I was called by God to do that. But I'm, I'm just here to make sure God knows that I love Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was under the impression um, that when you follow God, things get better. <laughs> <laughs> and Carl knows... We, We've been under attack. Mm-hmm. But I want I want God to know that I can be attacked. Day in, day out, every minute of the 
the rest of my life, but I want, I want to be with Jesus. I want to follow. I want to be in that circle you spoke Amen. about. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Father, you hear Krisha's heart. You know her and you love her. God, the day that she said yes to you was a day that you heard and that you responded and that she is in that circle. Lord, that she's known by you and loved by you, but I thank you for her courage today to make a bold proclamation of her faith, a once and for all statement. And Lord, we serve notice against the enemy who seeks to harm her in any way, speaking over her mind and her heart. Lord, we pray the truth of your word over Cretia now, that today is a day in her personal history and her timeline where we say enough is enough, and she is a child of God. She is a follower of Jesus, and everybody here sees it and knows it, but most importantly, God, you know this. So Cretia, on the profession of your faith, we baptize you now in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. like to pray for Krisha. Jesus, I thank you so much for the woman of God that Krisha is, for the gifting you have over her, Jesus, for the influence that she has. I just pray that she would not just walk out of this grave hose, but to be able to walk into this new robe that you placed over her, a robe of life and a robe of truth. So I pray, Jesus, today that you would encourage her spirit uplift her spirit allow for her to see clearly jesus what you have in front of her what you have in plans for her jesus we just submit to you and um, we surrender this to you and i pray for your protection and your peace over creation right now jesus encourage her and bless her today bless her this week bless her this season lord thank you so much for her boldness and her faith jesus bless her in abundance in jesus name amen 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 Is there anybody else? Awesome. Oh, so beautiful. Yeah, of course. Here. I guess one. I think it's on the. Hello. Okay. I just want to say that this church has given me so much. And I felt his presence all the way, also with my beautiful daughter. But also, I felt like he uses me in so many ways that I cannot even explain at work with people that I meet. And he's always there with me. And I got baptized when I was little as a Catholic. But I always felt like he's there, he's there, always. And I felt his presence every single time. And I feel like... Obviously, we're a gift of God, but I feel like every moment I just feel feel Him. And right now, I have this, I feel the Holy Spirit, you know. I just feel it really, really, really strong. And there's no words to describe that feeling right now. And He's telling me, you need to do this because you need to surrender to God, which I always have. But it's just, I'm even shaking right now. Because I can feel it. And 
like I said, this church has provided so much with your word, with God's word, but he uses all of you guys to feel his presence. And I just want to say that, and I just want to say thank you. Thank you to Jesus. Thank you for everything that he has given me, because it's not about money. It's not about anything. It's about the love that we feel for him. And I feel that life, like always, this is always my saying, less is more. And we need to enjoy every single moment of our life because we're not here because we're going to go with him eventually. And we need to show her love every single moment and be kind to every single one of us. And he's speaking through me right now. And I can feel him. Thank you. your glasses off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, I hear your heart, and I commend your, your obedience. And there's that, there's that kind of obedience, isn't it? The kind that your heart beats fast, and you know what God wants you to do. And, and when you step out to do it, it's, a, it's not only something that honors God, but it, it helps us all learn to do those um, bold and risky steps of obedience. And so I'm going to have you, you plug your nose here. And upon the profession of your faith that we heard here so eloquently, we baptize you now in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you for my sister, her testimony, Lord, of your goodness in her life, the way that you have filled her and that you're using her. And you're touching her life, and, and she's willing to submit and surrender to you. And that's her step of obedience today here in this baptism, Lord, and following you and your example. So we bless her now, God. As we've prayed for the others, I pray for her a fresh touch of your Holy Spirit, Lord. Full immersion of Jesus in her, I pray in the precious name of Jesus. Amen, amen. and amen. 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 God bless you. Is there anybody else? Miles, are you coming up here? All right. Yeah, come on up. Taylor, come. You know, sometimes church goes long and you're like, I wish you would stop, but sometimes it goes long and you're like, let's keep going, right? Are you with me? Amen. Miles, come on in here. Miles, I'm so proud of you, man. It is cold, buddy. Do you want to come in? You can if you want. Yeah. I just want to give his dad the chance to come and baptize him. Is that okay? Yeah. Right on. Miles, I really like you. You're, you're a great guy. I mean that. You're, you're, you're bold and you're courageous. So, I mean, that's, you made this statement here. But I like the mind that you have. You, you, you think about things and you're able to um, articulate what you think about. And you have all kinds of ideas. And that's a gift from God. And God's going to use you. You know that? And you have a great family. Your mom and dad love you. Um, they speak into your life. Um, your church family loves you. And, and this could not be a more proud moment for me as your pastor to take part in baptizing you today. I want to ask you, do you, do you want to follow Jesus with everything in you? Yes. Yeah, I believe that. Amen. Yeah. 
Did you want to say anything? I don't want to. Uh, no. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm good. All right. Miles, on the profession of your faith, we baptize you now in the name of the Father, and Son, and Holy Spirit. Yeah. Let's pray for you, buddy. Father, I thank you for Miles. God, I bless him in the name of Jesus. I thank you for his courage, his, his stand for you. Lord, watch over him. Let your hand be strong upon his life. Use him for your glory and bless him now, I pray in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. amen. Did you want to be baptized? Come on. I've seen you, but I don't know your name. I'm so sorry. Ellie. Ellie? Ellie. Um, do you know Ellie? Yes. All right. Did you want to say anything to Ellie? Yeah, um, honestly. Um, I'm. Thank you. Ellie, um, we haven't known each other very long, but you are very courageous. And I commend you for just stepping out even at the lock-in and just speaking words of encouragement over other girls and also opening up about things that you know sometimes we think too much and we don't want to share but you shared and you didn't even know everybody in the room so I just want to commend you for your faithfulness and being up here right now and stepping out in that boldness we're really proud of you Ellie, do you do you want to follow Jesus is that the desire of your heart to to make him the Lord and Savior of your life and you want everyone here to know I've been baptized before at my other church, but I feel like this is my church family too, and I want to share it with them also. Amen. Well, why don't you plug your nose here? And on the profession of your faith, we baptize you now in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I thank you that she's such a gift to people around her. I thank you that you have given her the exact personality, the exact purpose is from you, Lord. So we thank you for the hope that you offer. We thank you for the new life that you give. And we pray just for um, an encouragement upon Ellie's heart, an encouragement upon her soul, that she would be able to walk with such confidence in you, Lord. We thank you for what you've done in her life, and we just pray that you would continue to protect her and bless her, Jesus. Bless her today. Bless her in abundance, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Congratulations, Ellie. What's your name? Jaden. Jaden? All right. You know, yes. Do you know Jaden? Yeah. Abby knows all these girls. <laughs> Jaden, um, God has really gifted you with. Um, a desire to like know more, right? This curiosity to explore him. And I think that that is something we could all learn from. Your faithfulness in um, just longing for him and longing for, um, yeah, just more understanding. I really admire that. And I just admire you for coming up here. That's very bold and just want to, um, yeah, I hope that you take this I just feel like I'm getting this like picture of that new robe that you can put on from this. So you don't have to worry about what other people think of you or any other things that have happened in your life, but you're stepping into a new identity today because of God. Amen. Jaden, uh, 
Is it your desire to follow Jesus, make him the Lord and Savior of your life? Amen. Thank you. Um, have you plug your nose in. On the profession of your faith in Jesus, we baptize you now in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Can we pray for you? Father, we bless Jaden now. We pray your hand be strong on her life. Bless her, fill her with your Holy Spirit. God, even as she's been spoken over of her, her boldness, may her new robe of righteousness be worn proudly before um, those in her circles. Lord, may she be an example of Jesus to a world that needs her so desperately. Bless, bless Jaden now, I pray in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Man, we're so glad to see you, dude. We were so glad to know you're back in town. Yeah, I love you, buddy. I don't want to put you on the spot, but did you want to say anything? Uh, yeah, I can. That'd okay. Um, I, too, was baptized as a baby. Um, but the last five years, I've been a lot. Yeah. Enbridge Community Church has been huge for me and my wife, my family. Uh, and if you're new here, like, oh man, they're going to love on you so much. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, they showed me a whole, new, a whole new perspective on this and to let Christ into your heart. And Danny always talks about how sometimes he's talking with those strings and today was one of those days for me. And I, yeah, it's just you guys have been awesome. And the Lord has been incredibly faithful to me and my family and it's just time to I don't know put put it on and say like look I'm leaving it all to you man amen like, everything's for you amen amen Taylor you said it so well and that's from your heart and we hear it and it's the profession of your faith you want to follow Jesus with all that you have and we just commend you we so love you and your family and it's been such an honor to, to walk with you and um, we know God has great things in store for you as you lead your family, and this is a, an awesome step of leadership and modeling that. And so I want to ask you to plug your nose so I can, on, on the profession of your faith, Taylor, we, we baptize you now in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I'm grateful you. Lord, I thank you for Taylor. God, I thank you for a, a man who knows you and who loves you. Lord, who, who is so gifted and talented in so many areas, Lord. And we have benefited from those talents as he lets his musical gifts shine here. And we've celebrated him with his athletic accomplishments. And we bless him now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We thank you that all those gifts came from you. And when he does these things, he glorifies you. And we get to see Jesus shining through his life. Would you bless and encourage him, Lord? Would you give him a, just a fresh touch of your Holy Spirit as he's made that declaration today that he's all in. Lord, I pray that you would meet him in new and exciting ways, that his relationship with you would grow and grow and grow. And bless he and his family now, we pray. Fill him afresh with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Love you, brother. Anybody else?
Huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good looking guy right here. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, this is my son, whom I love, and I'm really well pleased. <laughs> Daniel, um, we love you so much, and I can only imagine what stirred you to, to this moment. But um, I know that you, you love the Lord. We get to see you. We get to see the real you, and the real you is awesome. And um, we just thank God for your life. And I know... Whatever was stirring in you to bring you up here was a big deal. And so I just want to ask you, man, do you, you want to give it all to Jesus? Do you want to follow him with everything you got? Yeah, yeah. Here, take a step forward because you're big. <laughs> put, um, put your finger in us. And the, on the profession of your faith, Daniel, we baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Lord, I bless Daniel. God, we bless him, Father. Thank you, Lord, for um, just the, the man that you've called him to be. Lord, we thank you for the gifts that are in him that you gave him. Lord, we pray that in, in this year, this coming year, you would help him to see these gifts like never before. Lord, that you would release to him the calling that you've placed upon his life and that you would give him joy in the adventure of walking with you. Lord, we bless him, and I pray that you would fill him afresh with your Holy Spirit from the top of his head to the tip of his toes. Lord, I pray he'd be touched by you, filled with your spirit. Bless him now, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. baptized when I was a little kid too when I was about seven and I was sitting in the audience and I was thinking I'm 57 it's been 50 years since I've been baptized and uh, I just really felt the same as I think it was Sarah you know I've known the Lord my whole life as far as I can you know, remember literally as long as I can remember and I've followed him and served him and done lots of things but I really felt like compelled by the Holy Spirit that I just you know lots happened in 50 years and I just as a, an adult, I wanted to stand before a congregation of people and just be able to profess my faith, knowing all that I know now that I didn't know when I was a little kid. And, you know, it's just, God has been so good to me. He's blessed me beyond belief. And I just really, you know, I just want to honor him, you know, because life can be tough and there's lots going on in my life, um, just like everyone else's. But I just really felt compelled to come up here and just, you know, just say how much I loved him and how much he means to me. And, you know, just, just, just be a symbolic gesture for me as an adult to just stand before him and say, I just want to surrender everything. Amen. Nothing left. Amen. 
So, amen. Just take a step forward here. Amen. We plug your nose. Chester, we, we hear your heart and we commend you for your faithfulness and your obedience to the Lord. And on the profession of your faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Lord, minister to Chester now, I pray. Lord, through the power of your Holy Spirit, fill him, Lord, afresh and anew. Fill him with your Holy Spirit and with power. God, I thank you that you are the well that never runs dry. God, I thank you for the days ahead. Lord, I thank you that the gifts and the calling that you've placed upon his life are irrevocable. God, I thank you that you have um, things in store that are, are beyond what he could think, ask, or even imagine. And I pray, Lord, that you would begin to give him eyes to see, ears to hear what your spirit is doing. Lord, that as he makes this profession of faith at this moment of his life, I pray that this would launch him into this next season, Lord, and that he would walk in it with confidence and boldness and through the power of your Holy Spirit. So thank you, Lord, that you love him with an everlasting love, that you hear his heart, and that you fill him with gifts and abilities, that his light would shine brightly, and that many would see your good works and glorify the Father who's in heaven. Bless Chester now, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Love you, man. Thank you. Amen. Amen. If you um, desire baptism, please come after. This is a family event. sitting here through this whole thing crying and I I like to take pictures of the people getting baptized it just touches my heart so much and I just kept crying and crying and I've had this thing where I thought well I don't really need to be baptized again I was baptized as a little girl and then I was sprinkled as a Catholic and <laughs> and I have been filled with the Holy Spirit and I just love I love this church I love this place I love all of you so much and but more than anything, I really, I love Jesus. And the last couple of months, I've just been having this stirring and such an excitement inside of me, like um, almost like a renewal of the Spirit. And then when I knew Sarah was getting baptized, and I started like, well, maybe I should get baptized again. And then I thought, I don't want to do it just because somebody else is. But as everyone was coming forward and watching Abby I'm just so moved by everyone and everything I just want more 
and more and more, and I don't think we could ever get enough. On the profession of your faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Many, through many baptisms here, and I've been at the church for a long time. And Danny's been through it with our family, and he's been a blessing us, Rochelle, and everyone here. And God has done so much in our lives, so much. And I've always said, I can't get up there, I can't do this, but that's not being true and faithful to what I really believe. And I love Jesus. And the Holy Spirit is with me all the time. My dogs and I pray every morning. <laughs> um, and I, ju- I just feel honored to get in front of all of you and let you know how good he is. Amen. How good he is. And don't let go. Amen. Um, and I just love him. And I look forward to more being closer. I wish Sienna was here. And, and um, pray for her. Mm-hmm. We just love our Lord. Amen. Why well, I have you plug your nose. Okay. <laughs> And on the profession of your faith, we baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I pray for you, Debbie. Well, we bless Debbie, God. We thank you for her bold statement of faith today. God, may she continue to know you more. Thank you for her, her example of obedience. God, fill her cup, Lord. And I thank you that you, you are so good and you love her. God, I pray that you would just pour into her life, Lord, in fresh and new ways. We bless her now in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, we started with three. Hey, isn't it amazing the, the way that the gospel works, right? That we're not ashamed of the gospel. And, and I, I look at all that are here, that there's not, not one who's ashamed of the gospel, that they wanted to make a bold statement of faith. And, um, and so we want to invite you as we sing this song, 
Um, if you want to come up here and, and maybe you don't want to be baptized again, but you want to remember your baptism, there's something symbolic. And the, the, the beauty of Scripture that gives us these things to recall moments, you know, and as you place your hand in the water, maybe you'll remember your baptism. And we'd love to pray over you as you do. So as they sing, um, as we close our service, you all are welcome. And, um, and so we just, man, isn't God good? Isn't it amazing? Look at this. So beautiful. Jesus, we we honor you. We honor you, the name above all names. We honor you. Lord, you are stirring in our hearts. And, And there's like this fire that's in our bones and the fire that's in the bones of those that were here that said, if I, if I don't say something, if I don't do something, it's going to consume me. God, I thank you, Lord, for these moments where we can speak you out loud with our actions and with our words. May you be glorified. May you be praised. Thank you, Jesus. Can we all stand together? Um, Christian, would you, would you lead us? And, um, and as we do, um, Man, I know you're playing a song right now, but that resurrected song is super awesome. So could you play that one? And, and um, as, as this song is being played, thank you for your patience. I, I hope, and I mean, at least for me here, man, this is just what an honor. And, um, and that you all could be a part of this. So we thank you for, for sticking around. But if you'd like prayer for anything or even just to come up to these waters as the song is played, please uh, feel the freedom to come forward. Amen.
Amen. Well, God bless you. I want to dismiss you now. But if you'd like prayer, please know that you're welcome to come up front. God bless you. What an awesome day. Huh? What an amazing day. God bless you.
you.